Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 319. I've got a really great guest here. I've got Julie Stolen, and hopefully I pronounced it her surname. No, so nobody we... ever pronounces it correctly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, would you quickly like to introduce yourself to the audience and listeners, Julie? Sure. Yeah, so my name is Julie Stoyan. It's Romanian. That's the, the nationality. In America, they're like, what, three vowels in a row? Like, what is this? Um, and I'm a digital marketer and a funnel builder. And I run a brand called Create Your Laptop Life. I sell courses and do consulting and teaching, teaching people how to grow their online businesses through sales funnels. I also uh, work with and alongside of Russell Brunson, who is the CEO and founder of ClickFunnels. We do all kinds of fun projects together uh, that keep me very busy. <laughs> I mentioned do. Uh, thank you so much, Julie. And we've got my great co-host, Cindy Nicholson. Would you quite like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Oh, hi, everyone. It's Cindy Nicholson here. I am from the coursewhisper.co where I help entrepreneurs uh, build and create their online courses. That's great. We're going to be discussing um, how to um, build a successful course, how to market that course. Julie's a really expert in those areas. She also runs and has run excellent courses. Um, so she's the person that should be able to give us some insights in those topics. But before we delve into the interview, I just want to quickly mention my major sponsor, and that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta Hosting only um, hosts WordPress websites. They are a fantastic hosting provider, all the bells and whistles, um, staging site, um, daily backups, um, great support. Um, we host the WP Tonic website with them and some of our client website. I've been totally delighted with them. T to support the show, go to the WP Tonic site. If you're looking for a new host for yourself or for your clients, go, to, like I say, to the WP Tonic website. There are banner adverts for um, Kinsta. They are affiliate links, so you'll be helping yourself and also the show. So let's delve right into Ju into it, Julie. Um, what have you learned? Uh, are there any major things that come to your mind that you've learned through the years of building courses and, and trying to market them successful that you could share to the audience initially? Yeah, so I think one of the greatest successes that I've seen happen over and over and over again in people who want to build courses is that... Um, if you take a backwards approach to it, sometimes you sell far more than if you go into it front ways. What I mean by that is typically and traditionally someone who has an idea for a course builds the course, they build it, then they go out and they say, okay, let me go find the people who want this. Uh, the people who back into it actually consider the sales message, the funnel, the marketing of the course as the first thing they do rather than the second thing they do. Um, and so you build a container that the course will be in, whatever funnel, the sales page, the message, the webinar, all that kind of stuff. You actually um, validate your idea with a pre-sell 
so that you know that the market wants it. And then you build it with live students where they're going to teach you what you need to teach better than you would ever learn by yourself. Um, and this way it reduces the risk when you're selling a course, um, when you are about to invest a lot of money into building one because you're getting paid to build it. So backing into the course with the marketing first, always, always, always saves you a ton of heartache. Totally agree with you, Judy. But um, the only thing is, you know, you're, you know, you're a marketing G, you know, expert of a high order. So um, I'm not going to say it ever gets easy, but you know, you you have a a kind of roadmap in your mind about what's got to be done. Can you give any kind of tips when somebody's thinking of this first course about you know what they've got to do around marketing and you know, getting that audience developed before they actually start building the course. Yeah. So the th- there are three things, and I've learned this all from Russell. I can't take credit from this, but there are three things that... I'm sure every- you've had your own ideas, Judy. Oh, of course I do. But like, anyway, this is his, this is his idea. He's like, there's only three things you ever need to, to make millions of dollars with whatever it is that you want to sell. Uh, you need a hook, you need a story and an offer. And that's it. And a hook, like in fishing, I grew up going fishing with my dad out on Long Island Sound, and we would always use um, bunker as our bait for the bass that we were going for. If I just hucked bunker into the ocean and then went here, fishy, 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 there'd be no way to get the striped bass to come to my boat. So the hook is what actually stops the fish from going in one direction and takes them in another. Most people forget about the hook in their sales message. They don't have anything that's going to stop someone in their tracks whether it's on a newsfeed, whether it's in a podcast search, SEO, whatever, stop them in their tracks and get them to pay attention. And that's the very first thing you have to do. And the second thing you have to do is create a story. And that story is what will keep them paying attention to you so that you stand out among all the millions of competitors everywhere. And then the offer is, is ultimately what sells, which is when you create that irresistible offer to a hot market that's ready to buy. And if you get those things right before you build the course, you will make money, period. Uh, that, you know, you made that, you know, a great um, explanation. You made it sound so easy, Julie, but why is it, <laughs> why is it so hard, Julie? <laughs> I think a lot of people spend a lot of their time and energy in the planning and construction mode of the thing that they are an expert at because it's safe. It's comfortable. It's fun. We love it. Like who doesn't love a whiteboard, like all ready for you to like outline your course. And like people spend tremendous amounts of energy becoming an expert at the thing. And, and it's awesome, but it's like, unless you're willing to become an expert at the selling of the thing, that thing is not going to get into the hands of the people who need it most. Yep, totally understand. So have you got some um, tips and insights about how people start this road about, you know, becoming more proficient on the marketing side? Okay, yeah. So... How do you small uh, questions, Judy? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Small questions. So the first thing is if you... Um, kind of the offer creation process we take people through, no matter what you're selling, a course on gardening, a course on beauty, on, I I can't even think off the top of my head, piano lessons, whatever it happens to be, you have to somehow figure out 
where your niche, where your market, what hot market it's in. Cause don't try to sell in a market that's not hot, right? And three hot markets are health, wealth, and relationships. They're always going to be hot. People want to be healthy. People want to be in love and people want money. So if you're selling a course on beauty, that's actually a relationship, uh, product because why do we want to be beautiful? We want to be beautiful for relationships. So first I, I take any, any course and we try to identify what of those three, what three market is it in? And then we have to figure out, all right, those are really bloody red competitive oceans. So how do we create your blue ocean? How do we make you stand out? And one of the fastest ways to do that is to simply throw rocks at the prevailing wisdom. So you throw rocks at whatever. So let's say you want to sell a course on, on, on getting thin, right? Well, what's the prevailing wisdom? The prevailing wisdom at Atkins South Beach Keto. So you have to throw rocks at all of those methods and that will immediately pull you out of the competition and give you the opportunity to create something unique. And once you have that something unique, then we look for the hook, the story around that unique something, and then we create an amazing offer. And usually if you get all of those things right, you make millions. So what do you mean by rocks? You mean be controversial, you know, go against the prevailing... Um, prevailing wisdom of the day. Right. Not yeah. be one of those sheep, in other words. Yeah, exactly. You have to you have to pull yourself out. And sometimes it doesn't have to be controversial. I mean, if you think about the guy who did a bulletproof coffee, right? There was a million books out there doing keto, doing low carb. He didn't really like say that was wrong, but he, he kind of created his own unique thing with butter and coffee. Um, that was the combination of like a little bit of like removing himself from the grain and creating a good hook because I'm telling you, anyone says put butter in your coffee, your first response is, wait, what did you just say? Right? That's a hook. It stops you in your tracks. And then he has a good story and he has research and then he has a crazy good offer and it's really brandable and boom, he's a bajillionaire. Right. Um, <laughs> so that that's step one. So you, you found, so you, so after that, um, so after you, you know, you found your sector and you started throwing some rocks and you've starting to build a audience. What's next, Judy? Um, so you build an audience, you throw rocks. Um, really then it's where the rubber hits the road. You have to, you know, I always say it's really good to, um, launch with a thousand customer, like a thousand leads, right? Cause that's like a good number. So you got to get your first thousand people to be paying attention to you. Um, and then, you know, I, I hate to say this, people always cringe, but it's pretty normal for buy rates off of a thousand person list to be around one to 5% if you're new. So that's what you want to look for. One to 5% of your 1000 person audience should buy. And if they buy, then you keep going. If nobody buys, then that means that you're either your offer wasn't what people wanted or your hook just wasn't good enough to get them to pay attention. Yes, wise words. Um, so how big do you think video is now in marketing courses and in courses in general? Video? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Video? Like yeah. just like content video or like video inside the course itself? Both. Let's, let's talk about both. Yeah. I mean, video is huge. You, if you're not on video, you're dead to me. You know, like you, I mean, I'm a reader, so I'm not even a big video watcher and I spend 
about $60,000 a year on video production because uh, I know how important it is. So video is absolutely, you've got to be on video, whether it's live stream or pre-record, doesn't matter. On Instagram and Facebook, both. And YouTube too. Forgot about YouTube. But um, inside a course, I often, you know, people often ask me like, well, how much can I charge for this course? And then they'll tell me that it's 20 modules. And like, they'll think that the price is related to the module, like how much content is in there. And it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with how fast you can get the results. So believe it or not, one of my fastest ROI courses is like a three-hour course. I charge $700 for a three-hour course, but the return on investment and what they're able to do with that is what demands the value. There's very, very little video in that course. So it's to me, when I actually create courses, I use video when video is necessary for walkthroughs and screen shares and things like that. Otherwise, I do audio with, with um, binder notes. So they're not transcripts, they're actually binder notes so that you could read the, you could read it because it's hard to read the transcript, at least to me it is. Um, and so you can listen like when you're working out. And so that's how I deliver my courses, audio with binder notes and videos for all the walkthroughs. So you, how, thanks for that, Julie, that was great. Um, how do you, how do you get your ideas for your new courses? How, how do they come to you? Um, yeah, so I, new courses usually happen, like the more that you're bumping into people in real life, the more likely you're going to have ideas. So all, most of my new courses come from my students from my old courses. Um, but at some point I didn't have students and I had to think of something. So that was often, I was an agency owner prior to doing my courses. So I built courses based on my experience in my agency doing digital marketing. And so that's where I got my original ideas. Everybody uh, has something that they're passionate about. And if you're not sure what kind of course to create from that, you can do some research and see what's already selling. That's actually a good news. If something's already selling, you can go on Amazon, you can look for best-selling, see if the best-selling books are ranked 100,000 or less on the Kindle store. That means that people are monetizing that information. Uh, and then also look at what people bitch about, right? And like, if, if, if they're complaining, like it's usually a good grounds for a product. I love it. All right. Uh, well, I'll be, I'll be English. So we're notorious for our, <laughs> uh, Rob, there we are. Uh, Rob, so, you know, I, I think I'm correcting, I'm sure you put me right that, you know, you, you know a, a fair bit about Facebook and Facebook marketing, you know, if, Poor old Facebook, well, they're not that poor, are they? Um, they've been getting a lot of uh, um, negative press, to say the least. Um, do you still see Facebook as a great platform for marketing your course in general? Uh, yes, 100%. I mean, it, I just laugh hysterically when people tell me their audience isn't on Facebook. I'm like, there are 2 billion people on Facebook. What, what do you market to, like, Caribou? Like, what are you talking about? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we're going to go for our fr- break, folks. And when we come back, Cindy, the, the intelligent part of this duo is going to take over the interview with Julie. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. 
They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had a great discussion with Julie. Hopefully I haven't bored her too much. Um, Sydney, off you go. Well, thanks so much, Julie, for all of your insight. It's so good to get somebody who's like really relates to what it takes to build a membership sites and online courses. So I just wanted to kind of uh, go back to one of your comments about the, the thousand people uh, magic number about, uh, you know, might be a good benchmark to kind of have before you really start to want to, you know, launch anything to them. So, so what advice do you have around building up to that thousand dollar number? Yeah. So I know that it, it, like, oh, just get a thousand people. I mean, you can get a thousand people really fast with some good Facebook ads. Uh, you can get it in, you know, a week. Uh, they will be pretty cold, so you will have to be pretty charismatic, but you can do it. Um, a lot of people, though, like to do a combination of both paid and organic methods. Uh, one of the fastest ways to get an audience is to do podcast interviews, is to get in the company of people who are already who already have audiences, and then make sure you have a really, really good lead magnet, something really juicy and free that you can direct people to whenever you're on a stage, on a podcast, guest post, whatever it happens to be. I also recommend, um, you know, the largest uh, conglomeration of groups anywhere in the world are on Facebook. And a lot of people use Facebook groups, but then they don't use them well. They humble brag, they post, they spam, they do all this kind of stuff. Um, In one of my courses, I actually teach a method. I call it influencer marketing. But the idea is um, that if you are just not that guy or not that girl, that annoying person, but you're actually a valuable player in a group, um, if you turn your Facebook profile into a funnel, you will have more, more leads than you know what to do with. And most of my agency students who start agencies use this method and they make Facebook profile their funnel. Uh, they show up, they are the totally valuable, polarizing, awesome person in a group, and they've got leads for days. Um, so you can do that. Uh, you can do SEO, you can do other kinds of organic marketing, you can do Instagram, uh, and then of course, Facebook ads to free offers to build your first thousand people. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so tell me a little bit more about turning your Facebook uh, into a funnel. What, what does that mean? Or what does that look like? Yeah, so Um, A lot of people focus on their Facebook page when they get started in business, and then they keep their Facebook profile locked down for friends and family. Uh, The very first thing you need to do if you want to do this method is you have to get comfortable being public about who you are and what you do on your profile. Um, And there are like seven or eight different access points on your profile. If someone goes to creep, creep on your profile and check you out, there's a lot of opportunity for them to, what I would call, say, fall into your funnel, whether it's links in the side, the about section, the cover photos, the featured image photo, the latest posts on your timeline. I tend to use that as a, a bait area where I deliberately stick bait right before I go into a group. Um, because if you are good in a group, if you are amazingly valuable, incredibly polarizing, hilariously funny, people will click on your name and go to your profile. And you want your profile ready to capture that lead by adding links and entry points into your free offers all over your profile. That's awesome. That's great. And it's so, I know because I've been in Facebook groups as well, and I sure as heck know the people who contribute a lot add value. And I've also clicked on their profiles to see what they've got there too. 
Yeah, that's great. And so, so, you know, a number of questions or I've been asked a number of times in terms of how do you know, you know, if, if people, so we have people who listen to this um, podcast or interested in creating membership sites or online courses, how do they know when they're ready to create one? When, when should they be starting to think, okay, yes, now it makes sense for me to have this as part of my business. If they can get a result for people that people want, they're ready. I mean, it's really just that simple. If you can teach me something I want to know, then you're ready to teach it. Um, but that means that you have to be comfortable in being fairly certain that you can reproduce the result you got for yourself and somebody else. So typically what I say is, did you get the result for yourself? Yes or no? Okay, awesome. That's like half the battle. Now, the second question is, did you get the result for somebody else? Because sometimes what we can do for ourselves, we don't quite know how to duplicate it in somebody else. If you have done both of those things, you're ready. You're ready. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I love it, especially because they should also know how they go about doing it. You know, it's not just it's something that happens by accident. So take us back maybe a little bit, Julie, as to when you first started your membership sites and your online courses, what are, what are some of the, the wisdom pieces that, you know, that you remember or you wish you had known when you started out or what were some of the mistakes that you made when you first started out? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, one of the mistakes that I made was that I would often follow people that were so many steps ahead of me. I would get really discouraged, um, oftentimes because those people didn't really identify all the steps that they took to get where they are, right? They tell like, like key like highlight reels, but they don't actually tell like the nitty gritty. And so um, it caused a lot of pain and heartache for me thinking like, because you do this comparisonitis. So that's one of the things that I've tried really hard to get rid of in my own business. Because like, for example, the first time I did courses, I had no idea what I was doing. I had heard about doing this thing called a webinar. No idea that you were supposed to sell at the end of the webinar, but I was like, oh, let me practice. And so I was like, what am I good at? Well, I'm good at MailChimp. I'm like, all right. So I set up a landing page and a registration page and I was like, I'll spend a hundred bucks, see what happens. So I spent a hundred bucks on Facebook ads, told people I was going to do a MailChimp workshop. Uh, I got a hundred people to register which I was, I got like a dollar a lead. I was super stoked. I was like, awesome. And then I had about 30 people show up live. And so I got on live. I showed them MailChimp and then I shut the webinar down. I didn't even sell anything. And so then I get off. I was like, well, that was fun. And so then I get off and I'm like, I think I was supposed to sell something. I was like, I don't have anything to sell. And so I was like, well, oh, I could make the newsletter template. So I email them all. I'm like, by the way, if you saw that webinar and you're interested and you want a newsletter template, I'll do a special for you. And then I got like 15 people to buy this newsletter. I was like, oh, look at that. And so then I did this a couple more times and I kept getting like newsletter clients, right? And then I'd get them on the phone and I'd upsell them in my agency. So I started to make money. And then one day I was like, I've got all these MailChimp leads. I might as well put these together and, and sell them it. And so I put all the workshops together, added a few more, stuck it on a free teachable account and sold it for 15 bucks. And I got a hundred people to buy it. That's how I started, right? Like it was so just like imperfect action, figuring it out as I went. Like I did not take, um, I didn't try to like build a 17,000 module, $997 course out of the gate. 
Yeah, I love that. It's funny the the ones the people that I've heard that have been so successful at building courses or selling courses is they're just not they they just they forge ahead. They don't worry about making mistakes or failing. They they just get her done, learn from it, and see where things happen. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you say to those people who have, you know, created these courses and, and they haven't got the success that they wanted? What, what advice, where, where would you go with somebody like that? Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard when you've created something and it hasn't sold, you feel so attached to it. You don't want to destroy your baby, but you got to destroy your baby. So uh, there's a couple things you can do with your baby. Uh, you can rip it all apart and find the pieces that are really good um, repurpose them into little one hour masterclasses or lead magnets or whatever you want to do. Um, I would try to like harvest the best you can out of that. And then I would say you need to go through the very painful process of detaching yourself from your idea of what kind of course you want, your idea of what kind of container you want. Oh, I want a membership site. Oh, I want a group coaching program. Oh, I want whatever. And instead, put that all down and go attach yourself to an audience. Because if you attach yourself to a group of people that you love, that you care about, that you want to serve, if you make a mistake and you don't get it right the first try, you're not, nothing's lost. You still have the people. You just try something new and try something new and try it until something hits. But if you're attaching yourself to products or, or, or software or like ideas, it's anybody's guess if you're right or not. And then letting go is going to be really, really hard. Awesome. That's fabulous advice. Uh, Jonathan, how are we doing for time? Are you good? Oh, you've got, you got time for another question or two questions. Okay, sure. So um, in line with that, you know, um, finding that audience, what do you think is the best approach for, you know, finding who your specific niche, niche is or like how to find what, like the people that you resonate with? What approach would you recommend? Um, well, it all boils down to like, what result do you want to produce in the world? What, what impact do you want? Like what gets you out of bed in the morning? Cause I guarantee you, if you're just doing this for passive income, you're going to quit because it's not passive and it's hard. <laughs> it's like, hard. it's just not. So like, what, what do what, like, what gets you up in the morning? What makes you excited? What result do you see happen in people? And you're just like, yes, I just want to do that over and over and over again. And that's how you find your people. Then you're like, all right, I want, I love it. Like I was thinking like of gardening, you know, I love helping people be able to grow their own food and watch them like sustain themselves. Like it's amazing. Right. So who are those people? Are they city dwellers? Are they farmers? Are they stay at home moms that want to feed their families better? Like who are those people that are going to want that result? And that's where you start. And how specific do you think they need to be about who that audience is? Um, the more specific, the better, but don't get, don't get stopped there. Cause some people are like, oh, I can't figure it out. Right. Don't just don't just stop. Just stop. Just keep going. <laughs> um, obviously if you can be super specific, that will help you in the comp- get, get a competitive advantage. Uh, if you can't, then I would just do, um, a little bit more like where you cast a wider net and you start to see who the people are that are responding. I had a therapist once who wanted to do online courses. He had a thriving practice. He had no idea. He's like, am I serving men? Am I serving women? He did couples therapy. Like, I don't know. And I was like, you know what? Let's, and at the time, Facebook Live wasn't a thing. 
is crazy that that wasn't a thing. Like what happened before Facebook Live? But um, he, so he wrote three blog posts and we specifically wrote three blog posts for three different avatars, a woman, a man who was an asshole, and then a man who was like trying to save his marriage, right? So we wrote three blog posts. We threw ads at him to see which one would bite. And it was the guy who was trying to save his marriage who, <laughs> I see John, he's like laughing hysterically. But that was what we did. And that was the guy. So we're like, okay, there's your avatar. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it's like, if you don't know, find out in some way, right? If you, exactly. if you don't know, ask or test it in some way to figure it out. But now you don't I'm even t- have I'm to. I'm tempted to ask you, which one do you think I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, the, I mean, the good news is you don't have to go through the painstaking trouble of writing blog posts. Just do three Facebook lives, shove $20 at each and see which one bites. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. Right. Uh, um, I think we'll wrap up the podcast part of the show now, folks. Um, hopefully, Judy, she's a busy lady, but hopefully she can stay on for another 10 minutes for her bonus content. Um, so, Judy, if people want to know more about you, what you're up to, what you're offering, how do they find out, Judy? Yeah, the best place to go is my website. It outlines everything I do. I teach affiliate marketing, digital marketing. I teach agency stuff. I just, I'm all over the place. So you go to juliestoyan.com, S-T-O-I-A-N.com. I should never have changed my name. <laughs> Nobody gets it. juliestoyan.com. I've got so much content over there. Um, I've got a free class. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm a real fan of Julie. Um, there's a lot of people that say they're experts on online marketing and be quite truthful, most of them are a bit iffy. Julie is a, a exception. She really does know what she's talking about. Um, Cindy, um, how how can people find out more about what you're up to and what you do? Oh, thanks, Jonathan. Uh, you can come visit me at thecoursewhisperer.co if you're thinking about putting a course together and kind of don't know where to start, need some help and some direction. And if you want to find, get more resources about how to build a course and the technology, all the issues that we discuss in the podcast, go to the WP Tonic website. We've got, we've got a couple new um, really detailed posts on the website. We've got some great interviews. It's a great resource. I just want to say, Judy, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And if you really want to support the show, um, go to iTunes and leave us a review. It really does to help the show. We will be back next week with somebody um, doing something with WordPress, um, building courses, or online marketing in general. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.